0: are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Locked On Brewers, brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network, where we talk about your favorite teams every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani, and you can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball.com. And joining me is my co-host Vinny Rotino and you can follow him on Twitter at Vinny Rotino. Also make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown Brewers and make sure that you subscribe to the Lockdown Brewers podcast wherever you get your podcasts so that you get notified whenever we upload a new episode. Uh, Today we're going to obviously be recapping the weekend, a good series of win over the Marlins. Uh, I'm going to get into it because I thought it was a very impressive series. You heard my podcast on Friday. Uh, I did not have high hopes for this Marlins series, so uh, very uh, good series win there. Uh, and we have time; when we may touch on the upcoming Cardinals with the upcoming series with the Cardinals, which obviously will be a huge one. Before we do that, I'll remind you that today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use the promo code lockedon On 15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's Locked On 15 at builtbar.com. So before we recap the weekend's slate of games, obviously we'd like to start with some news. Um, and unfortunately for the Brewers, mostly, mostly it's injury news. Uh, so give you some updates on some of these. One that I mentioned on Friday that I wanted to follow up on was Garrett Mitchell uh, down at the minor league level. I had um, <laughs> told you that he left a game early. I think it was the third game uh, and then hadn't played in a game since. And he still hasn't. Uh, But we do have an update on him. It says that he has a, uh, I'm just going to say a leg strain behind his knee. Uh, There's a word for the strain, but I am not a medical expert and can't pronounce it, so I'm not going to embarrass myself. But um, basically, he has a a strain in his leg uh, behind the knee area. And the Brewers held him out over the weekend and will reassess this week. But it's not expected to be anything long term. So that's certainly uh, good news that it won't be anything extended for the Brewers top prospect Uh, and he was he was going I think he was like two for five in his first uh, couple of games there so coming out uh, hot as you would expect so hopefully it is nothing major he can get back to it Uh, and then some uh, good news over the weekend Manny Pena returned um, as we saw Uh, and Omar Narvaez did some running and catching over the weekend and we could see him back at some point later this week possibly Uh, And then Brent Suter left Friday's game with calf cramps. I never really heard any more of that. Obviously, you know, cramps come and go. uh, But then he was placed on the bereavement list. You know, usually that's a three-day thing there. So hopefully he'll be back soon. Hopefully everything's okay on the home front for Suter. Uh, And Brett Anderson was reinstated from the I.L. And he started Sunday's game, which obviously we'll talk about a little bit later. Uh, And the corresponding move there was Alec Bettinger getting optioned out. Bettinger had a much better second uh, pro outing uh in in relief the other night so good for him uh feel a little bit better about his time up there this go around uh and then we got it finally got an update on Corbin Burns who has been out for COVID related issues uh council said he will rejoin the team on Monday Uh, so today uh he will throw a bullpen and then he could be activated later this week and I'm hoping it's going to be on Thursday he'll get the final game of that Cardinals series I know he'll probably be itching uh, to get back and pitching that one but we'll see but certainly some really great news there could be getting burns back at some point later this week and uh, then daniel robertson we touched on a couple of podcasts ago he was shut down for 10 days uh, for concussion symptoms and is just now starting to ramp up baseball activities again so probably will be a little bit longer on him uh one player we didn't get any news on is yelich and uh, really, honestly, don't expect to get much of anything on him here, even this week. I'm sure they're going to play it cautious. Uh, a good article by Tom Hardecourt talked about they've got to figure out this this issue going on with Yelich because, I mean, he is, he is their star for a long time. Um, you know, obviously Milwaukee locked him up for a while to be that middle-of-the-order bat. Me and Vinny have talked about it as well. I mean, figuring this out. Getting the back issues under control, figuring out how to manage that uh, is of key importance for the Brewers, and they need to get that figured out. And then a couple of, of good notes to finish the news section on here. Um, utility player Hernan, Hernan Perez was uh, signed to a minor league contract. Obviously, Brewers fans very familiar with him. Uh, he was assigned to Nashville, so he'll pro- provide some more depth there as a, in a, as a utility player. And then Josh Hader became the fastest player in history to reach 400 strikeouts. It only took him 234 and two-thirds career innings. Craig Kimbrell previously held the record in 236 innings, so actually was pretty close there uh, to beating that record for that Kimbrell held. Uh, But now Hader does hold that record, becoming the fastest one to reach 400 strikeouts. So pretty impressive stuff for him, but Benny, I'll go ahead and bring you in. And now any, um, any comments, anything stick out to you as far as news update injury wise or, or hater? Um, nothing on my end.
1: I think um, it's significant to understand that the injury stuff is quieting down. It seems, and, and we are, the Brewers are getting players back. Um, and it was encouraging to know that Suter was just a leg cramp. Um, so I, I, I just think that that is significant to understand that, yes, these injuries have been terrible, it, the, the, vol- the sheer volume of them. However, uh, they seem to be short-term.
0: Yeah, that's certainly certainly good. Like you said, the looks like the Brewers are starting to come out of this a little bit. I mean, if they get Narvaez back and Burns back this week, that's just huge for this team. Um, again, Narvaez is one of their best hitters, maybe their best offensive player. Uh, this year so far so getting him back in the lineup would be huge hopefully he can continue to stay hot and doesn't have any setbacks or it doesn't cool off at all uh, from this stint on the IL so yeah things are are starting to look up a little bit for the Brewers injury wise you know knock on wood Uh, but it obviously couldn't get much worse than it was but could be a big week for the Brewers starting to regain some help Uh, next we will recap the games from the weekend before we do that Let me tell you about our friends at rockauto.com. There are so many different makes and models of automobiles these days. It's impossible to stock all the parts your car will ever need in your traditional chain store. That's why worry with the hassle of answering a bunch of questions about your car at a chain store and just hoping that they have the parts you need when you have the inventory of rockauto.com right there in your pocket. You can pull them up on your cell phone, find any make and model of any kind of auto part your car will ever need, And there are so many different reasons to maintain your automobile these days, but the biggest one is obviously to save money. So why spend twice as much at your traditional chain stores or even a new car dealership? Just head on over to rockauto.com or right there on your phone, search for the parts you need, buy them, have them shipped to you, and just sit back and wait for them to arrive. It's really that easy. So go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your vehicle, and do us a favor, Right, Locked On in there. How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports actions, and even with the NFL season over, you got the NBA, NHL, and Major League Baseball seasons all in full swing, so there's Plenty of opportunities to get in on the sports action, but BetOnline.ag does more than that. They also cover awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head on over to BetOnline.ag on your phone or internet browser and sign up today to receive your 50% a welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So, Benny, let's go through the weekend's games just really quickly. Uh, Friday's game, obviously, the stinker of the three. Um, the Marlins got things going um, with a single and a pass ball and another single uh, to get on the board in the first of Friday's game, taking a one nothing lead. Again, I talk about it over and over. The Marlins are going to take what you give them. They get a single, get a pass ball get another little single and next thing you know they're on the board and got uh, and got a run in the inning and then the Brewers trying to bounce back they get a leadoff double by Nottingham in the third inning but can't come around to score uh, it's really frustrating I really should start writing down how many times they get a leadoff double that doesn't come around to score Uh, just seems to continue to happen or I don't know if I'm just noticing it y'all can let me know on Twitter but uh, I really knew, do need to go back and see because it seems like every time they get a leadoff double, they're not able to bring that run in. And that's that's quite frustrating from a fan's perspective and I'm sure from the Brewers' perspective as well. Um, and then a walk, a single, le- and the suitor leaves the game uh, in the third inning and then another walk. And then you get the grand slam from Hassan Diaz. And Vinny, with the way the Brewers' offense is going right now, if they fall behind by four or more, it almost feels like, the game is over. And I, and I hate to say that I hate to be such a downer on this offense, but it just seems like that's the case right now. If they're, if they're giving, if they're falling behind by four more runs, I mean, they just don't have the firepower right now to come back from that.
1: I would agree with that. I do think that they were feeling a little bit pressure, a little bit of pressure just from the, from the standpoint of they were not putting up, putting runs on the board. Um, they hadn't had a lead in 55 innings or something like that until they took the lead in one on Saturday. So they were playing from behind a ton and certainly was the feeling. And I don't think you're a human being if you don't feel that in terms of like the players. So I do agree with that. And so, so the idea then would be that they start to press, they start to try and do too much. They come out of their, their, uh, their, their approach and all of a sudden they're easy outs. And um, so I agree. Um, however, I do think if they just get a couple of uh, you know, big innings, a breakout game, I do think that feeling will kind of shift a little bit for the team.
0: Yeah, I heard Kane talk about that over the weekend, too, just the fact that, you know, they just need something to go their way. Um, and, you know, I think they kind of got that, you know, later in the series. But, you know, and he pointed to himself as well that he's, he has to get going. Um, but it, it just, it feels that, and we've kind of talked about that on the podcast too, you know, they're looking for that big hit. They just need a big moment. They need a key moment to go their way. And that just didn't happen this past week, um, at all really, uh, offensively. So, um, yeah, I mean, falling behind early like that again, they did it all through the Phillies series. Um, yeah, you, you really just kind of unfortunately feel like the game's over it's on the flip side too you know, if you, you know, if you score three or more runs with the way this pitching staff is, you got a really good chance to win. So, um, you know, that's just unfortunate, um, falling behind early in these games, getting a deficit for an offense that that is struggling. Um, later in the game, you got a double, a walk and a single by Pablo Reyes in the fourth inning. Uh, and that cut the lead to five to one, but the Marlins got that right back with back-to-back doubles in the bottom half of that inning to make it six to one. And that was the final and, Vinny, this stretched out that losing streak to six games, uh, by far the longest losing streak of the year for the Brewers, dropped them to 17 and 16 overall uh, after a great start. Obviously, they were 17 and 10 before this losing streak began. So, just a really rough stretch of games for the Brewers, Vinny. Rough stretch. I agree. I, I do think that um,
1: what happened though is that they were not playing they weren't playing uh bad baseball they were playing really good baseball they were they got swept by the Phillies losing one run ball games and then that game um on Friday was a was a stinker you know like you said a stinker of a game Mm -hmm. so I I think the idea is before that knowing how good this pitching staff is and obviously the starters and then the bullpen started it has started to the the roles and and the uh started to get defined in terms of um you know brad boxberger and drew rasmussen are now kind of emerging as uh, real pieces in the middle of that pen that we are concerned about and then um you have the other obviously the the three back end pieces so like their pitching staff has really solidified itself in terms of roles and how good they can be so i i do think that the the offense yes it was struggling Yes, the team was on a six-game losing streak. However, I don't—I didn't really sense a, 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 that much kind of panic or press. There was a little, of course. That's going to happen with any team that's on a 6, six game losing streak. However, I didn't—I didn't feel like, oh, here we go—we're—we're—we're we're, we're, we're in trouble just because of how good their pitching has been.
0: Yeah, Vinny, I want to a- ask you this from a players. Perspective because as fans, I mean, you lose two in a row and we're frustrated and you know, ready to give up on the team. But I think, and I'm hoping you can kind of verify this for me, but I think when it's your job and you're doing this every day, it's kind of just like, you know, just like in my job, there are good days and there are bad days. You know, I may have a couple of bad days in a row, but the next day is just another day. And you're going to go in and try to perform and do your best. I feel like as a player, you kind of have to have that mentality. And I know it's kind of cliche to say, you know, take it a day at a time. But I mean, for a, especially for a baseball player, when you got a 162 game grind, are players really feeling that pressure or that stress or that frustration as much as fans are during a streak like that? Not as
1: not as much as fans, but they do feel it. Um sometimes maybe more than fans I, I'll take that back it depends on how what's going on in that clubhouse
0: mm-hmm. it
1: depends if there's a losing feel like panic it depends who your manager and your leader your leaders on the team are so let me just yeah I, I need to qualify that answer in terms of it depends however mm-hmm. uh, fans I do think are, are very much more a lot more short-sighted and, a, and less optimistic in times like that to answer your question very directly.
0: Yeah, I think that was a a good way to, to, um, you know, finish that point that fans are less optimistic in that moment because I think that's exactly right. You know, we tend to want to just, you know, throw everything in the trash whenever a team's on a run like this where, you know, players, I think they have to at least believe and have that mindset that they're going to come out of this. Again, you know, dependent on the locker room. I think the Brewers have a very good locker room, we've heard. Um, that said before. So uh, yeah, I just want curious about that because uh, I know fans are ready to to jump ship, you know, immediately uh, when when you run into a streak like this. So curious on the mindset there from the player's perspective. Um, let's quickly go through Saturday's and Sunday's game. We'll get through the, the good stuff of this because the Brewers do finally snap that losing streak on Saturday with a good win. Um, but Recapping it from the first, they had two on with one out in the top of the first and aren't able to score. And again, we've talked about that a lot lately, having those early opportunities and not capitalizing. And then go to the bottom of the inning and Miami jumps on the board with a home run from Miguel Rojas off Adrian Hauser. Um, After that, Adrian Hauser was really good, which I'll get into more in a minute. Um, But in the third inning, the Brewers get a double, a single and an RBI single from Tyrone Taylor. Uh, they get a single by Avisel Garcia to load the bases and an RBI walk from Luis Urias to take a 2-1 lead. Uh, but they still can't find a way to get that big hit that we keep talking about to try and break the game open. They only get two runs out of that, but still enough to take the lead. And then Hauser comes up. He helps himself out with a solo shot in the fourth to make it 3-1. Benny, do we need the DH anymore? I mean, really. Uh, I mean.
1: Not, not when Hauser's pitching
0: yeah That's for sure <laughs> it seems like pitchers are, are hitting a lot more uh, home runs this year. maybe I'm just noticing it more because we didn't have it last year but uh, you know, I'm seeing a lot of a lot of home runs from pitchers lately um, but that made it a three1 game and then they get two more in the fifth on a two run homer from Avicel Garcia who has been, uh, absolutely on fire lately. I don't know why council keeps taking him out of the lineup, but um, he, he hit a two run homer, made it five to one. And like I said earlier, you know, you feel pretty good. And, you know, just like how you feel bad, whenever the other team puts up four runs, you feel really good uh, from the Brewer standpoints, when you score this many runs, knowing how good the pitching staff has been. Uh, Hauser gave up a two out double and then a single in the six, which made it five to two, but he was able to get out of that inning and had a really good start here benny i think this may have been one of his best starts of the year granted the marlins offense isn't you know top notch or anything but six innings five hits no walks which is huge two earned runs and 10 strikeouts
1: yeah the 10 strikeouts for me is the one is the thing that kind of jumps out uh, i think the the idea that he's really executing his sinker down in the zone and it's got a ton of late bite on it is an indication to me that he's not trying to do too much or make it move more uh, or make it too nasty, which a lot of sinker ballers have a tendency to do, especially he had has had a tendency to do that. He's kind of always been a guy for me that I didn't know if he'd end up a starter or reliever. I think he's at a- answering that question very definitively for me at this point. He's really he's really uh, taken that step and, and really kind of um, really kind of has really solidified his own repertoire and how he attacks each handed hitter. And he's really coming into his own. You see a lot of focus from him, a lot of really good bound presence from him lately. Um, he's, he's impressed me and he's, I don't think, I don't think fans in general and just people in general understand what kind of value that he's, brought to this pitching pitching staff especially like we talked about when the team has had trouble scoring runs he's been phenomenal in terms of like if, if you just have a guy just any old guy and he's not in the middle of that staff just w- where he's pitching and giving up runs their record is not where it's at right now
0: yeah.
1: It's he's been huge
0: yeah absolutely I think he's been Been great. You know, I thought before the season he had a chance to kind of break out. Um, I don't know that necessarily a 3-4-4 ERA is breaking out, but I think he's been better than a lot of people thought he would be. And like you said, he's been instrumental in this team, you know, having the good start that they have had uh, and just a really great start from him on Saturday to break this losing streak. Um, you know, you think of who's going to stop a losing streak and you're probably going to run through three names before you get to Hauser, but he's the one that gets it done, uh, with a really good outing on Saturday. Uh, the Brewers scored another run in the eighth inning. They got a single from Pena, who was back in this one, and then a double from Pablo Reyes and then a ground out from Jacob Nottingham to bring in the run to make it six to two, which would be the final score. Um, Colton Wong and Avicel Garcia each had three hits in this one. Again, Avicel has been un real lately got his average up over 270 uh been been on fire lately but that bullpen uh Vinny mentioned it talked about how the back of the bullpen has solidified itself you had JP Devin Williams and Josh Hader pitch the final 3 innings allowed just one hit no walks and eight punchouts vinny <laughs> i mean unreal
1: Absolutely stupid.
0: All, all three of them, even Josh Hader was
1: displaying Josh Hader threw one changeup and punched out uh, Miguel Rojas. Maybe it was a nasty changeup. JP Fireheisen's changeup was disgusting. And then Devin Williams, it was a different Devin Williams than I've seen all year. He was a man on a mission. He was, he was mad. He was angry. He was, he had swagger out there. He was pumping He threw three fastballs in a row to the first battery faced and they were, it was 95, 96, 96, or something like that. And then it was, and then it was airbender city, welcome population, Marlins batters, <laughs> but um, impressive. And, and I think, I think the bullpen has really solidified itself um, and we're only
0: in May. Yep. No, really great stuff there. We'll take a, another quick break here and then we'll get into Sunday's game and give you our biggest takeaways from the weekend. Before we do all that, let me remind you, the show is also brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. If you're looking for the fanta- a fantastic tasting protein bar, then look no further. Built Bar has a ton of flavors, and it's not just your normal, regular flavors that you get, like chocolate chip or cookies and cream, which, again, are still some of my favorites. I'm pretty original in that. But they also have a bunch of different flavors, from almond toffee to mint, and obviously the peanut butter fudge, dark chocolate raspberry, and a ton of coconut flavors that are very popular. There's a ton of inter- really interesting, really cool flavors that you don't normally get in protein bars, something that's going to give you a unique taste and something that tastes good as well. And one thing that I appreciate is they're not hard as a rock like a lot of the other protein bars out there. You get a soft middle that's easy to chew, very easy to get down. They're very good, very tasty, and they're great for you as well as most of them only have about five net carbs. So you can eat them before workout, after workout as a meal replacement in the morning, or you can have them as a snack like I do. You can really just eat these anytime. They're packed with protein, not a lot of carbs involved, so they're a good treat for you to be able to have, and they taste amazing. I can't tell you enough how good they are, especially for a protein bar. So go to BuiltBar.com today and try a bunch of different flavors to figure out which ones are your favorites. Go to BuiltBar.com and use our promo code at LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your next order. Go to BuiltBar.com today and use the promo code at LOCKEDON15. So Vinny, let's uh, quickly go into Sunday's game. You had Brett Anderson making his return, wasn't able to go long in this one, obviously working his way back. He ran into some trouble in the second inning, had it gave up a single and then hit a batter, but was able to escape, escape. And then Bogey got the Brewers on the board with a missile of a home run. I think it was almost 115 miles per hour off the bat, just an absolute laser shot that made it one to nothing. And, uh, Really, I mean, that was all the scoring for a while in this game. It was a, a pretty uh, slow or pretty quick game early on. Uh, Boxberger came on in relief of Anderson in the fourth and gave up back-to-back one-out singles but was able to escape. And then Eric Lauer came on, pitched the fifth and sixth innings, and was good. Uh, great to see that, that he's sticking around, getting a longer look. He certainly has deserved it the way that he's come back up and performed. Uh, certainly great for the Brewers to get that out of him. And Vinny, then the impossible happened. JP Fireisen allowed a run. And um it came off the bat of Lewis Brinson, who hit a solo homer to start off the seventh to tie it up. That snapped a streak of 17 scoreless innings to start the season and and like I said, made it a one-one game. But Vinny, it happened. Our, our guy Fireizen, he gave up a run. I I I'm in shock.
1: Glitch in the Matrix. I don't uh, know if you've ever seen that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Glitch in the Matrix. It... Yeah, fireheisen has been unbelievable. he hung a slider. Um, I, I think that's the first slider he hung all year uh, and then I think he had one other bad outing in kind of a, just an okay outing in, in Wrigley where his slider was kind of flat and his arm looked like it was dropping but it, but since then he's been a man on a mission executing all three of his pitches wherever he wants them and he kind of hung a slider there cement mixer that Brinson closed his eyes and hit out of the ballpark because <laughs> um, he stinks but uh <laughs> but he does not stink against the brewers for some reason but um yeah I, what was encouraging here's what was encouraging for me he w- locked it back in mm-hmm. and can, and then just mowed the next three guys down so that was extremely encouraging especially again knowing that he's a journeyman and so he's got this streak going. So there you know that he knows about this streak. Um, and so you didn't know if he was going to go back to, you know, kind of if that was going to kind of uh, jar him a little bit, like mentally in his psyche a little bit. It did not. He went right back to who he's been.
0: Yeah. And so his ERA balloons up to zero point five three. Really hate to see it. <laughs> um, but the Brewers got two on with one out in the eighth, thanks to an error in a single but had some tough luck. Travis Shaw uh, hit a ball really hard, 104 miles per hour off the bat, but hit into a force out. And then Jackie Bradley Jr. flew out to end the threat there. Williams and Hader came in in the eighth and ninth inning and did their thing uh, to send us two extras. Had some more tough luck there as Avisel Garcia grounded out on a ball, hit 103 miles an hour, and then Wong struck out. But then they intentionally walked Daniel Vogelbach to get to your guy, Tyrone Taylor, Vinny. Uh, and he made them pay with a line drive single to left to give the Brewers a lead. Um, g- give us your thoughts on Tyrone Taylor and how big he's been for this Brewers team.
1: Yeah, I was wrong on Tyrone Taylor. <laughs> I never get, I never got players wrong as a scout ever. I was the best scout ever, yep. but I got, Ty- <laughs> I got Tyrone Taylor wrong. And I'm not, I'm not talking, we're not going to have a conversation about how wrong I was. So um he was, he's been, he's been really good. He, he gives his team a shot in the arm with, with Yelly out. Uh, and even when Kane was out, he's, he's a, he's an exciting player. He's got energy, He plays hard, He plays a really good outfield. And he gives a really, really good at bat. He was the guy that everyone kind of, there was a feeling in the, in, in the, well, there was five people in the stadium today when we were doing the game, but there was a, there was a feeling among fans that there's gotta be. Right, that this guy was going to get the job done. This guy, he he's just he he's just a gamer. You just have a good feeling. Gives off good energy. Like he's confident. He's going to get the job done. He did. He he just missed a hanging slider from Bass, and then he got the fastball, and uh, and he and he muscled it into the outfield. He put the ball in play and muscled it in there and, and scored the winning run.
0: Yeah, so so good stuff in there. And, yeah, and that was a, a tough at bat too, right? Because I think he he fell behind, got two strikes on him and then kind of battled his way back in that at bat and came up with a big hit. Again, they, they, they walked him or I'm sorry, that was just a two pitch at bat. He fell behind 0-1 and then got that uh, that sinker that he drove out, but they, they walk bogey to get to you the number three hitter. You're not normally going to see that, but you also probably weren't expecting Tyrone Taylor to be your uh, number three hitter coming into the season. Uh, but he makes him pay, gives the brewers a lead. And then my guy comes in drew Rasmussen and he has been looking a lot better of late and he locked things down there in the 10th to seal the series win for the Brewers Uh, again a big series for them Uh, Vinny I know you were on the podcast Uh, Friday I had some power issues Um, had a transformer blow outside my house and uh, wasn't able to uh, get Vinny on the podcast but I I said on Friday I did not like the Brewers chances in this series going up against the Marlins they uh, you know, offense not going very good, and and they still didn't go great over the weekend, but this is a very good pitching team in Miami, um, and they didn't have any of their big three starters going in this series. So, uh, you know, I was not expecting much out of the Brewers, and this one certainly was kind of expecting a series loss, hoping for a series win, and they come out and they get the job done, Vinny.
1: Huge series win right here. Um, Brewers uh, needed this. They got a shot in the arm in terms of such a bad road trip, losing the four and then, and then ha- losing six in a row and then coming back to salvage the trip and winning two right there uh, in Miami. Not like you said, not an easy staff to, to, to scrape a couple of wins across uh, into the wind column again. So they, they'll have some confidence coming home and playing uh, uh, St. Louis. Uh, huge, absolutely huge wins there.
0: Yeah, and like I said, you get the off day on uh, Monday before you go into that series with St. Louis. But before we do that, Vinny, was there anything else over the weekend? And I know you did pre and post game for Brewers Live. So anything else from the weekend that stood out to you that we didn't talk about?
1: No, I think we covered – we pretty yeah. much
0: covered uh, pretty pretty thoroughly all three
1: games. So. um yeah I think we're I think we covered it
0: yeah no absolutely I I know we covered the bullpen and how amazing it's been and their roles kind of settling in you know Taylor coming up with some big hits Avisel Garcia uh, has been hot and the starting pitching um, has has always been there all season and now they're starting to get healthy again you got Brett Anderson back in the rotation hopefully getting Burns back this week Uh, that would just be huge so um, we're going to talk more about the Cardinals series preview on Tuesday's podcast as the Brewers are off Monday. Um, so that will do it for this episode of Lockdown Brewers. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Brewers. Follow me at Shortstop Ball and Vinny at Vinny Rotino. Also, make sure you subscribe to the Lockdown Brewers podcast wherever you get your podcast, and we'll talk to you next time. You are Locked On Brewers. Your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.